Boys. Hey. Boys, we're back. Oof. Hey. How we doing? Hey. Hey, I'm it. doing great. Yeah. yeah. How are you, Greg? I'm good. Yeah? This is a new yeah. location. Yeah, I'm at an Airbnb in Pennsylvania, you know, just... <sighs> yeah? Pennsylvania's a big state. Are you on the east? Yeah, I'm, 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 uh, I'm in uh, the burbs of Philly. Oh, okay. okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Cool. So, uh, yeah, but uh, had a nice uh, run with the uh, with Chili Willy. <laughs> we want Chili Willy. <laughs> out of the we gate. Want Chili uh, right out of the gate. Let's get it over with. Let's get it over with. Yeah, yeah. Red Hot Chili Peppers. We played uh, <laughs> uh-huh. a bunch of shows, and then um, on the East Coast, up and down, oh, as far down as uh, uh, Raleigh. We were hmm. down there. Yeah, and then uh, getting ready to go up to uh, the Boston and Rhode Island area this weekend so all right in between tours yeah and then back back to cali for next next week you'll you'll hear me i'll be back in cali okay Uh, yes i've lost track of time completely how are you guys doing (laughs) (laughs) what's up doing great hey you mentioned next week and i wanted to get this out there because i'm gonna forget if we do the rest of the episode and then we for and then you know we're signing off i always forget to say things next week guys is our halloween episode that's right that's right and we talked about doing songs that genuinely scare us yeah cool so something to put in the back of your mind and uh listeners you know bring an extra throw pillow or a throw blanket you know with you for that particular episode and maybe Mm -hmm. some suggestions i'd love to hear hear what that'd be something good to do this week yeah Mm. if you guys have if you guys can think of any like not like scary, like you know Michael Jackson thriller scary, but like genuinely scary songs that scare the crap out of you. Yeah, that's what we're looking for for this Halloween. It, episode. It, it, it's inter- it's definitely interesting to when music scares you. Mm-hmm. Yes, I'm looking forward to that episode. I might throw that um, I might throw that bone out there on Facebook. You know how sometimes the algorithm yeah. it'll come back like like two people like this. Other times it's like right. 300 comments. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I remember I the bird episode. Exactly. You asked for uh, bird songs, and you yeah. got like five million. Like an avalanche, <laughs> an avalanche. <laughs> yeah, and then and you then, composed to like a beautiful, a beautiful, what was like a sonnet? What was that? Oh, uh, yeah. I have <laughs> the note bird here somewhere. Look <laughs> at yeah. that bird over there. Uh, Birdland. Oh, that's right. <laughs> then he had the, the pun-laden yes. Yes, yeah, yeah, description yeah, yeah. of yes, it. That, that was that, it. Yeah. That, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep, that, yep. You guys got so mad. That read uh, no, no, it was so... <laughs> no, no, no. Completely unexpected. We it didn't know just, it was gonna go, keep going to go. My eyes just they, was a headache after too many eye rolls. Uh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I think I, I started out being like, oh, I, I'll just have like a little intro. And then I was like, I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep going. I, 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 I was like, I only have three hours left. I can do this. I can <laughs> make the most pun-laden bird-referencing mm-hmm. intro to anything very, ever. Very impressive. It was very impressive. Fun. Hey, thank you. But really, I think the most impressive thing about Birdland, though, is how NPR like just did the same thing. Except, well, it, okay, sorry, it wasn't NPR, but apparently it was some album mm-hmm. a bunch of people contributed to where it was like bird themed songs. I'm like, yeah. we already did this. Yeah, damn it. Always yeah, and even reference that album that we talked about. Which one? Actually, I think I think that was another story about that album. That, that was picked up on, on, on a CBS Sunday morning piece that mentioned the original one that I think was Jay. Did you, who brought that up? That, that like old bird songs album. Huh? There's like an old, okay. Bird songs. Yeah. There was like an old. Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. Birdland two coming up. 
All right. All we're right. gonna do another Birdland. Okay, it's gonna happen. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna, we got a one-up one in event. NPR. Yep. It's amazing how many songs are about birds. It's true. <laughs> it never ends. Mm-mm. Well, boys, I have some big news. You got some What's big noise? Big news. Ooh, I don't. What's what? What's going on? Have you heard the big news? <laughs> Gentlemen, <laughs> the kitchen is complete. <laughs> I have a freaking kitchen again. You have yes. a kitchen again. Oh, my man oh, is cooking. Oh man. <laughs> my goodness, my Dude, goodness. I'm gonna send you some uh, <laughs> some, some some takeout food to to celebrate. Yeah, <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm gonna come over for dinner. <laughs> you should, man. I'm cooking with uh, gas now. Ooh, literally, sweet. not just literally. a saying. Oh, buddy. Did, 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 you have ga- did you have gas stove? You had a gas stove before. No, I had electric before. Oh, what an upgrade. What an upgrade right? indeed. Oh, right? your temperature Amazing. control just hit a new new level. Uh, I, Dude, can't deal, I, I cannot deal with the electric stove. I can't do it. Right? No? It's right? awful. I, I personally, and I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a chef or anything, but mm-hmm. I, 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 there's a few things I can make pretty well. I need the gas stove to do it, though. I cannot right. do it on an electric stove. Can mm. I? Well, I'm glad that you know where I'm coming from with this because, man, I, it's such a big change. And, uh, yeah, no, it's great. That, I mean, last week was, I mean, it was a hellscape of just, like, little issues that kept coming up. Like, oh, the boy. tradesmen just wouldn't show up whenever they were supposed to. Like, this oh, was supposed to get gosh. done. That didn't get done. It was, it was, no, 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 no. I mean, I was at the end of my rope, man, because oh, we were man. so close. We were so close. You guys heard the floor going in last we did. week. We did. We did. That whole thing. That was an amazing We were all there experience. with you for that one. Yes, yeah. exactly. It was actually done the next day. Uh, those guys oh, worked okay. quick. Um, okay. But they worked until about 7 o'clock in the evening. Okay. Um, it was a long night. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, we, we got it. We got it. It looks incredible now. Um, I'm just over the over the moon that's what the podcast dollars can do for you buddy that's right yeah that's right thank you legal zoom <laughs> oh yeah yeah baby now appreciate it guys um i will stop talking about my kitchen now uh nick what's up with you buddy i honestly i i um we we chatted a few moments before we before we hit record um i was a bit under the weather this weekend I finally had a chance to watch uh, something you guys told me to watch, like, I don't know, eight months ago, something like that. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and, and, and I got through episode one of The Beatles' Get Back. Oh, and, yes. And, and I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, every, every aspect of the comments and conversation, because I was very much involved in the conversation, and like I was like, I'm going to see this one day. This is going to be so cool. Um, so I'm excited to talk about it at some point. But I have—I've yes. only gotten through episode one, and I'm like a couple minutes into episode two. So, um, and I All understand right, there's still cool stuff to come. So I'll hold off. I'll oh, yeah. hold off until oh, I, yeah. I see that. Maybe we can. Maybe we can circle back if you guys don't mind. I know you already. Oh, we—we sh- we were talking about it before we hit record tonight. Yes. Yeah. And we already spent a good twenty minutes talking about it. So mm-hmm. I, I think we can fill in at least one more episode <laughs> talking about get back. Oh, Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Good for you, buddy. Thank you. All right, I think we're caught up. This is going to be an awesome episode tonight. Hell yeah. Um, I think we should get things started, boys. Let's do it.
Yes, that's right. You are tuned in to You Should Check It Out, Cooking with Gas. Mm. Uh, now we're on one, episode 167, coming at you on a beautiful Thursday. Sweet. My name is John. Wait, uh, who what, are you? What, what, that's not your name. I'm Nicholas. <laughs> and I'm Gregory. <laughs> yeah, Gre- Gregory. And I'm Gregory. Sure, let's, let's do that. <clears throat> I'm Paul. <laughs> I'm John. I'll be John then. And I'm George. <laughs> Great to have you with us. We have an awesome show tonight. Uh, Nick is going to be leading things off. He found a really cool article from NPR talking about some copyright stuff, which we know we have to get into. Greg also found an awesome article. Hey, now. um, Mm -hmm. Talking about uh, some new wave jazz type stuff. Also NPR. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Just trading it back and forth. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Stuff stuff that the uh, the kids are getting into. Mm Mm-hmm. So we need to stay hip and stay current on that. Yeah, I'm excited for that one. Current event kind of yeah. things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And stay tuned, guys, because we got a game coming up at the end of it. Ending with the game? Ooh, we're ending yeah, with the baby. game. Yeah, baby. All right. Yeah, baby. It's been a second since we played some Tag the Track, so I Ooh, thought we'd bring it back. Ooh, tag the Track. Okay, okay. All right. All right. All right. So let's get this new stuff out of the way so we can do the game stuff. Nick, Yeah. Get, uh, exactly. five minutes, buddy. Okay. Five minutes. Well, let me. Let, let, why don't we get a song out of the way? Um, I'm happy to report. It's your, it's your five minutes. I'm happy, oh, got it. Thanks. I'm going to go ahead and use it. I'm happy to report Zappa. The Zappa Family Trust has released another uh, live album. Yeah. Um, Zappa '75, Zagreb oh, and Lejublajana. Lejublajana. I'm not sure yeah. how to pronounce it, but I'm going to go with well, that. They are the current the current capitals of Croatia and Serbia. Serbia, yeah. respectively. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. But at the time, they were they Yugoslavia. Were Yugoslavia. Yes, yes, indeed. And so this was recorded back in the fall of 75. Uh, so they would have just finished up. It was a pretty productive year. Um, and they would have finished up One Size Fits All. Um, he had a spring tour before this autumn tour with uh, Captain Beefheart that became uh, Bongo Fury. Um, right. Uh, and then they did, so they did a U.S. tour. And then, then they went overseas. This is their only, uh, I think, uh, concert that, that they had done. Behind the behind the curtain, uh, as it was yeah. put. Um, so it's 1975. They've got these two tracks. They actually the there's a cool post on the on the Zappa family page uh, or Zappa.com rather, um, just about um, that they had some they had a, a they had a, a rare eight track that they had brought in or half inch eight track that it was recorded to. Um, and so I wanted to play a song off this off this new album. It is actually it's the one exception to the to the to the eight track recording. This was actually this is San Bernardino, and it was it was actually captured from the line mix um, that, that that they also backed up. So let's give it a listen. Right on. <laughs> Oh, 
Very, very peppy, and and notably sparse because this is a, this is only in, uh, Andre Lewis on keyboards, Napoleon Murphy Brock on sax and vocals, Norma yeah. Bell on sax and vocals, and Roy Estrada on a bass, and then Terry Bozio on drums, um, yeah. with with Zappa on guitar. So they're filling a lot of sound out for for yeah, one, sure two, are. three, they four, sure yeah, five it, people. It's, it, it's 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 not my. F- favorite Zappa lineup, but it sounds really cool to hear these, like you said, like a little bit more sparse. Yeah, yeah, real stripped down. Because he's got to make decisions about which parts remain and what elements of which parts remain. So so from like Zappa, the composer standpoint, it's kind of just cool to see what he highlights in those those six parts that he's got to play with. Um, Yeah, so it's a cool album. Yeah, did you like that, Jay? You said you've been listening to it, yeah? I, I did, I did. Like I said, it's not my favorite lineup, no. um, but they play great songs, and they, man, they're ripping. And the crowd is really into it. I mean, it must be a thrill for them to get to see a rock concert like that. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. It was really cool. Yes, indeed. Um, so that there was a bunch of albums that came out this week. I think Greg's going to talk about some, but um, but I found an article that um, actually I heard about this uh, coming back from from practice on Thursday, Jay. I heard about, about this on a podcast, and I was like, this sounds really interesting. I'm going to read a little bit more into this, uh, because this is this article is titled, The Supreme Court Meets Andy Warhol, Prince, and a Case That Could Threaten Creativity, which, well done on the headline there. Um, well, I would, I, would, I would disagree with you on that. Excellent. Because okay. the, the writers at NPR uh, neglected to include the Oxford comma after Prince. Oh, so really, you could read this: the Supreme Court meets Andy Warhol, comma, Prince, and a case that could threaten ca- creativity. Well, we know where so they, we know where they stand confusing. on the Oxford comma. Um, yeah, yeah, it's kind of disappointing. To it's see like Lionel Hutz's business card. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you remember that in The Simpsons? It's like, <laughs> dude. But <laughs> anyway, works on contingency, no money down. Ah, oh, they got this all screwed up. Works on contingency, <laughs> comma, did, 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 no, 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 works on contingency, question mark, no, comma, money down. <laughs> That's it. Well done. Uh, sorry, continue. Uh, well, no, 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 continue. well done. Uh, you always remember the details. That's the impressive thing, Greg. It's so good. <laughs> um, so the, uh, this court case, which, which actually has gone all the way up to the Supreme Court, is, features a photographer named Lynn Goldsmith. <laughs> Uh oh, he's still laughing. He's still laughing. <laughs> no, money down. No, no. sorry. Phil Hartman, sorry, man, rest in peace. <clears throat> sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's fine. No, it's good. <laughs> okay. Um, no, no, no. That's fine. Um, the. Um, are we good? How are we doing, Jay? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah, cool. I'm good. Okay. All right. So this this case features a photographer Lynn Goldsmith who took uh, some really nice f- photographs of prints. Um, before this is before Purple Rain came out, and she had these photographs, and Condé Nast uh, had approached her about licensing one of the photographs um, um, for a story. I think that when when Prince blew up, is that correct, Jay? When when Prince blew up, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it was like head. 1982, so it was right at the very beginning of his career. Yeah, so she was commissioned to shoot a f- series of photos for Prince and. Uh, the Purple Rain Rockstar was just taking off. So she took this picture, licensed it to Condé Nast for $400, um, and had a written agreement from Condé Nast 
that it would not be relicensed or used elsewhere. Right. Condé Nast approached Andy Warhol um, and asked him and commissioned him uh, to make a series of uh, Prince-related uh, pieces uh, in Andy Warhol style, and they asked her. They asked him to use this Lynn Goldsmith photograph as the reference for his for his kind of his screen interpretations that he would do of, of, right. of famous people. Um, right. Think of like the the Marilyn Monroe or like the Elvis screen oh, prints. Yes. Seen before yeah. From yeah. World. The Campbell soup. That kind of a, approach. Right. Yep. Um, the Andy Warhol Foundation has um, has since, especially since Andy's uh, passing, has made millions off of these print these prints photos um, or uh, these print artistic renditions that Warhol did. Um, prints, prints. Mm-hmm. Prints, prints. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's pretty good, pretty good. Ding, 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 ding. Okay. Right. So, so the Warhol Foundation went on to put this thing everywhere, sell this in every opportunity they could. Um, when Prince died a couple years ago, Condé Nast licensed from the, from the Andy Warhol Foundation uh, for $6,000 the right to include one of the interpretive photos, um, or his Prince prints, um, for their cover of Vanity Fair or, or, or whatever it was, I can't remember. Um, so finally, Lynn Goldsmith says, "Enough is enough. Um, you violated the terms of my agreement," um, and sues the Andy Warhol Foundation. Um, and Andy Warhol Foundation argues, uh, "Nope, that that was not our agreement with Condé Nast." And and two, uh, this is fair use. Um, this this is an altered interpretation of this photograph. Its mood and and the the resulting um, intent is different than the original, um, and it has basically gone through all the courts and is now going to sit with the Supreme Court. Um, I read that there were over thirty amicus briefs from uh, interested parties, and this was actually pretty fascinating. Um, and then and then and then I'd love to get you guys' thoughts on this, but the let me see. So these are the organizations uh, that have weighed in with, you know, have paid legal counsel to weigh on on their behalf because this matters so much to them. Um, Motion Picture Association of America, the American Association of Publishers, the Library, Library Futures Institute, the Digital Media Licensing Association, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, the Recording Industry Association of America, even the union that represents NPR's reporters, editors, and producers, the Screen Actors Guild, the American Federation of Television and Radio Artists, uh, among wow. others. So that's everybody who's decided to weigh in on this because, because it seems as though at hand here is a question of of, of whether this is fair use or not. Um, and this is at the American. This is at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court. So yeah, the last stop. The last stop. Yeah. Yeah, this is crazy, man. So let me just see if I can like recap this. So, a, a photographer takes a, a an image of Prince mm-hmm. back in 1982. Sells it to Vanity Fair for four hundred dollars yep. with the agreement that Vanity Fair is not going to sell it. They're only going to use this it. in their issue. In their issue, right? She retains all the original negatives and all that. Mm-hmm. Vanity Fair in twenty sixteen, after Prince dies, commissions. No, at some point, Vanity Fair had commissioned Warhol to create a series of green pins based on that photograph. Late, later eighties, uh, he's blown up. And they say, right. here's this cover of, that we used, uh, that we want you to use as a reference piece. 
this cover right. that we paid our license fee for. Right. So the the issue is that the original artist, the, the original photographer, thinks that she's not getting remuneration for the work that she produced, even though it had been altered by Andy Warhol, possibly violating the agreement that they had with Vanity Fair. But on the other side, Warhol is saying, the Warhol Foundation is saying that they altered the image enough that the original intent of the photograph is altered. They get into, I think, the legal definition of fair use and they make sure they cover the bases like, was it altered? Yes, he straightens Prince's head and he crops off his torso. Um, if you look at it, if you look it at the- It does look it, different. It does look different, but it's clearly that, it, I mean, it looks pretty clear that that's like, that's the headshot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, as, 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 you know, that's, that's what Warhol did his, his Warhol thing to. Yeah, so basically it comes down to whether the interpretation, um, because I, we have to assume that all the licensing stuff that's all been, like, as much as the state's, court, the state's uh, licensing laws could apply to this, that's already been exhausted. Condé Nast, for whatever sure. reason, has no culpability in any of this, even right. though they kind of sat and orchestrated the whole damn thing. Um, but they paid their license fee over here for the photographer. They asked an artist to use uh, an interpretation of a cover that they paid a license fee for. The artist went and did their thing. The question is... So really it comes down to whether or not a artist can sell a reinterpretation of a work as his own, his or her own. His or her own. Is that right? That, is, that seems to be the case. And whether, that, whether the original artist has any cut of that. And why we're talking about this on our music podcast, I would assume, is because we talk a lot about artists like DJ Cummerbund mm -hmm. or, um, you know, pretty much anyone nowadays is using yeah, some I mean, kind of I, sampling. I, you yeah, know? I, 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 think, I think in this case, I don't know that, I mean, I guess if, if, if uh, the Red Knots decided to, to put out an album of, of covers, that probably would be, that probably Well, I would think be, that, that, that's, that's already off limits. Yeah. Right, because that yeah. wouldn't be fair use, because you're you're doing it. That already exceeds the bounds of what would be okay. Is that that is that feel right to you? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. There's no way that that that's never been the intent of the band anyway. Right. You know, but like we couldn't be like, oh, here's the Red Knots. You know, live like let's make a live album and sell it. You know, mm -hmm. right. We can't without sell the, without their explicit permission. Right, which, which you would never get. Uh, we would know. Right. Of course not. But um, it seems like so far we're in the clear as far as selling a performance of their music. Like an right. actual, like, like since we are doing the performance, they are not doing the performance. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, But we but do then it's like, have it's conversations like, around this a lot because we do, when we talk about copyright cases where one artist is claiming that another, another artist took a part of their song and, and, and the other artist is saying not at all, or, or maybe those same chords apply. And so we, we do touch on these things. Um, yeah. It's just as it, applies to, as it applies to art in this case. <clears throat> yeah. I, I'm having a really hard time with this one uh, because I, I want to come down on the side of artists should be allowed to reinterpret works. But in this particular case, to me, it seems like that Andy Warhol wouldn't have anything if it hadn't been for the original photograph uh -huh. but 
you know, like you said, Nick, I guess like the, the licensing aspect of it has been cleared in the courts and it really just comes down to whether or not anyone off the street, whether it's Andy Warhol or not, can take any photograph or piece of music, reinterpret it enough mm-hmm. and resell it as their own. Yeah. And I don't know, like I want to be behind that idea, but I also kind of don't want to be behind that idea. You know, it seems like that would open up a big floodgate. Mm-hmm. I think the, the fact that, that she retained legal licensing rights to the photograph, which means that as, as Warhol's popularity, in, as Warhol's version of this piece uh, that had featured prints gained in popularity, I suppose there could be an argument that, that also increased the licensing for this random photograph of prints that possibly would have never been really seen the light of day after it had been taken, possibly, I don't know. But where's that line? Right, I guess is 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 kind of the kind of the question that we're getting at. The article only mentions as like a corollary, uh, like somebody that does as part of their artistic medium, like collage components, um, mm-hmm. where they'll take elements out from from other things and include it. But it really does feel like it. It really does feel like it's being regarded as a bigger question about where fair like a, that. There's a clarification that might be provided regarding fair use. I like and my, and if my, not, why did they take it? Yeah, my favorite part of the article is when it says uh, the silk screen images have since been sold and reproduced to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars in profits. Profits mm-hmm. yeah. for the Andy Warhol Foundation, a nonprofit <laughs> that was set uh-huh. up after <laughs> Warhol's death to promote his work in the visual arts. It's like, uh, anyway, yeah, yep. yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, Nick? How do you, where do you fall on this? I think this one's really tricky. I think the um, I, at first I got really frustrated that it wouldn't come back on Condé Nast. Um, to, I keep getting hung up on that too. Like it, as long as if the original artist gave her permission for the photograph to be used, then that should be okay. Because you think about any sampling, any you know rap artist who samples, you you clear the sample with the original artist. They get the okay, and everything's cool. And, and if the, I mean, like, like, is he putting the photograph down and tracing these lines? Like, as opposed to a painter that holds a photograph up as a reference and paints based on that photograph? Yeah. And, and I mean, and even like, I mean, how does this apply to song covers? Like, are, are song covers that are put onto albums, are they typically giving a cut to the original artist? Is that how that typically works? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Always? Yeah. yeah. If there's a, yeah. Absolutely. Even if it's a reinterpretation, you have to get the... And, and, and for live music as well, but not... but Well, selling the recording no, 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 of the no, live it, music. I didn't want to get into it, but, I mean, technically, if the Red Hot Chili Peppers or the Black Crows or whoever wanted to come down on one of our cover bands, I think they would have a pretty strong case. Mm-hmm. That you're not allowed to perform that music for, for money without express written permission. I mean, I, I'm, I think that's pretty clear. I think the only reason that tribute bands and cover bands exist is because they really ultimately help the original artist. And right. they see the benefit in it? Yeah. Yeah. Just and as long as you're not it. cutting into like the original artist's And I mean, what, what kind of look? What kind of no look one's ever going to... Like, like, right. You, it's, it's a terrible it, look. But if you live... Like, if you, oh, you love what we're doing? Get, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but if you, live in, if you live in El Paso, like a market that they will never play... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm totally why are you going to tell? Totally why are you going to tell someone that like we can't do it? You know what I mean? Like it's right. right. 
You know, I'm with and you. Listen, 100%, when, and when but people, I think legally, when people are heading home, I think legally, they have a stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To absolutely, turn you guys off. But but they haven't come down. They know about us for a fact. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The fact that it's but but then again, they might not be in charge of their own stuff soon. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody else might say, like, ah, we represent the Red Hot Chili Peppers, and you know, it could come. The hammer think, could come down any moment. You know, yeah. like I'm no, aware I think of that. Where if if this like if this is allowed to stand, like where the Warhol Foundation can reproduce this image in their own and make money off of it, mm-hmm. I think what that opens the door to is for anyone to reinterpret, say, a Bob Dylan song or anybody's song, yeah, and just say it's different enough, right? And it is tra- my inter- transformative. It's my interpret in, in artistic interpretation based off the original tone of the original song. Mm-hmm. And now it's mine. I don't have to give anything to the original artist. Right. I think mm-hmm. I think that's the the precipice that we're on here. Right. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Or all the way to uh, no, they can Disney can sue you if you put three circles and two of them are smaller and on top of a larger. Right. One. Right. Yeah. That's the other side of it. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, I honestly, as far as where I come down on it, I. I, I've just my head's just gone more to like what I what what could happen um, because it also could be um, that the law stands as is and this needs to be worked through the court system um, and that this is a contract issue that wasn't resolved um, and but that that actually has, I, so I, but but then they wouldn't have taken the case. It doesn't reach the Supreme Court if it's a contract issue. It wouldn't. They right. wouldn't have taken. They wouldn't have decided to take the case if they weren't considering weighing in on this. Right. So. So I'm fascinated. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think that the I, I'm sure that I'm missing other applications, and that's 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 the other that's where my head will probably go next, which is just where else where else could this apply? But I think you're right, Jay. I think the um, a more liberal fair use interpretation would lead to things like somebody doing a cover of a song and and arguing that it's transformative because they took it and made it something it wasn't originally, um, right. or made it feel completely different. And didn't use it note for note, and or took pieces out of it. That also flies in the face of like things like Led Zeppelin. Like they had to pay pay royalties for a whole lot of love. Mm-hmm. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? That went. That didn't go to the Supreme Court, but I mean, it's kind of the same idea. You know, they used the same riff, they used the same lyrics, they used, but they argued that they were reinterpreting it, and they didn't have to yeah. pay the royalties. Right. Or like, but even uh, you know, yeah, a bunch of their songs. Yeah. The whole first yeah. record. Yeah, pretty much. Um, But anyway, man, I'm I'm fascinated. I'm fascinated. I'm very torn, and I hope it's a nuanced decision. (laughs) I'll put it that way. I do too. And honestly, as many people have weighed in on this, I think I I mean, there's nobody that's there's no there's no way that there's not going to be a lot of unhappy people at the other side of this thing. Um, So it'll be it'll be curious to see how much this how much this actually works out. What does seem to have been, it does seem that copyright cases have gotten a bit cuckoo um uh but they've never thus far they've never not gone towards corporate interests um so true um so it'll be interesting to see if that if that continues to hold true it's tricky it's really tricky stuff um but but pretty fascinating so that's what i got some dry law news i love it yeah love it (laughs) greg's reading twitter what Greg Lohman, what you got for Yo. us this week, buddy? Um, yeah, buddy? yeah I, another NPR article. 
This one was called uh, "What Is Viral Jazz?" Easy to recognize and hard to define. A savvy young cohort takes shape, and I saw this article. I saw this headline. I said, "I know exactly what they're talking about." You do viral jazz, yeah, because as as someone who is, you know, always looking for, you know, someone to break, uh, you know, and out of the jazz scenes. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm a jazz head, you know, so sure enough, at the top, there's a picture of this guy, Lewis Cole. Now, you yeah. might be like, well, this guy doesn't, he's not a jazz musician. But the way I saw Lewis Cole when he came out, he was in a band called Knower, mm-hmm. uh, K-N-O-W-E-R. Um, and when they came out, I sort of saw them as a, uh, like a relative of Wolfpack hmm. in their, okay. like, video production. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the idea of viral jazz, I was like, yes, that's a perfect word for all of this stuff. Yeah. Gotcha. When I say all of this stuff, I'm talking about bands like Wolfpack, bands like Noah and Lewis Cole, who now has like a solo record, which we, let, let's, let's give this a listen. Uh, do you have the, um, this is like an anthem for millennials, this, this one, it's <laughs> de- the Dead Inside Shuffle, <laughs> or Gen Xers, I should say. very modern you know yeah. first of all he's like dropping references to modern things you mm-hmm. know but it actually has like a it's like this kind of like almost 8-bit kind of keyboard sound mm-hmm. yeah he's playing yeah. all funky but you know lewis cole is like a is a drummer and a very good one at yes, that he is. Like he's a really good drummer but but so this journalist from npr who coined the the term viral jazz it's kind of i think it kind of starts out started out with like adult swim and like Flying Lotus and Thundercat yeah, and, this Thundercat, record, yeah. and this record label called Brain Feeder <clears throat> and has kind of spread. And they don't mention Wolfpack in this article, but I still still kind of feel like... You really you would of, put Wolfpack into there too? Yeah, it, it's kind of like this like Berkeley core. Kind of, uh, but there is something about all these that have... There's something about the, all the artists that are mentioned that is where they do like have this intention, almost like the hypergogic pop we talked about the one time but it's almost like hypergogic jazz in this case, but I think viral jazz sounds better, mm-hmm. where they're like incredible artists, but they're switching genres like all over the place. Um, is that? That could be true, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so Wolfpack sort of does that too, though. You yeah. Know? 
They'll do like a yeah. klezmer thing and then like some yeah. funk. No, thing I think it's a good one. I just I hadn't considered them as part of the the lump yeah. together group. Yeah, I just feel like if you like this, you like them as well. Mm-hmm. You know, and then Jacob Collier. Yeah, it's like these virtuoso yes musicians yes. coming up. Like they, you have to. It's like I guess in order to fit this category, you have to be like technically ridiculous, know a lot about music mm-hmm. and like music theory. Yeah. Or at least yep. like come off like you do, you know, or, like convince. But like if that's a hard thing to convince. You either know it or you don't, kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And um, there's another. Uh, they mentioned Scary Pockets, which is very much like Wolfpack to me. I don't know how mm-hmm. much you guys have seen of theirs. They make a lot of don't different know. videos. They're actually LA based, so I've seen some of those guys around. Um, and actually, I think Theo from Wolfpack was in, like, oh, has gotcha. done some of those Scary Pockets videos. Okay. Um, and then Jaden so, Beckendami. Yes. And that and was the, a viral video that came out like what, four years, four or five years ago of this little, this like kid on the drums with this, this young lady on keyboards. And they just, yeah, it's absolutely insane. Yeah, with Mono Neon. And then they put yeah. out an album with uh, uh, Snoop Dogg and Kurt Rosenwinkel. Anderson Pack on it. produced it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they did a video with it's those two, Thundercat and Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's like it's kind of spreading into you know, these people are being noticed for sure. Had we talked about Lewis Cole? Because this wasn't there a Thundercat song called "I Love Lewis Cole." Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's he come up on the podcast before. Yeah. For sure. Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah, you know, you have um, this kind of genre. Slash like, I don't even know if it's like a, a genre, but you can also classify it as it, it's very connected to the internet. You know, like some of yes. these, yeah. you know, or even like Adam Neely and like yeah. Sungazer is like mm-hmm. viral jazz. I would, I would totally put it in that, um, mm-hmm. Definitely. Definitely. in that category. So it's just an interesting term. To, it's an interesting way to sum up uh, all of this stuff, you know. Thundercat's very well known. He's been opening up for Red Hot Chili Peppers and, uh, you know, didn't need to do that to get more known, but he got asked to do it because Flea is such a big fan. Nice. Yeah, so you basically have, you know, this term that sort of sums up the whole thing. Maybe not the entire thing, but um, other musicians from different bands that I've been listening to for a while are are sort of connected to it as well, like someone like Nate Wood. Who was a drummer in that band Kneebody yeah. that I played for you guys? Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like connected. He he's featured on this new Lewis Cole album. And by the way, that that song that we played earlier is from the new Lewis Cole. Yeah. Album. Quality yeah. over opinion. Yeah. Quality over opinion. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't have too much more to say about it. I mean, you either kind of are hip to this type of thing or not. If you're not, I would suggest checking it out. If you, as long as you like. Music that involves virtuosity and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, I would say on a songwriting level, it's usually kind of basic. I, I don't know how Not Lewis Coles. Not Lewis Coles. But sometimes to me he is. You know, sometimes not. But sometimes he is, like, you know, lyrically not very... Oh, okay. You know, it's, it's just right there on the surface, um... Like literally, like well, I'm focusing I'm, on the drums still, and it's but, it's complicated. That, that, that's the, I'm talking. <laughs> yeah, of course he is, but like, but, but we all know that, you know. Yeah. Like, but I'm talking about just like actually like a song, you know. Like, mm-hmm. well, I like, think it's like, interesting. Like, what's he talking about? You know, 
I think it's interesting because it's kind of like it's it's exposing it's like the best part of the internet to me. You know, it's like it's bringing these virtuoso musician, musicians who are very niche and very weird <clears throat> and very out there, and they're exposing them to a huge audience that they never would have had without the internet. Yeah, and you know, there's yeah, yeah, a, and they're really capitalizing on it, and it's great. Um, but I think you have a lot of people that rise to the fore that maybe don't have a lot of live playing experience or don't, or like never like did like an acoustic open mic in their life, Mm -hmm. you know, like did those kind of experiences that like people of our generation, like if you want to get up there and prove what you're doing, that's what you have to do. That's not the case anymore. And so I think it brings to the surface people with certain weaknesses that we see Mm -hmm that maybe right. you didn't ever see before because of the yeah. internet. I will say this too, that like, while the, all the artists that I've na- we've named, I have a lot of respect for, there's a lot of people trying to be in this sure. scene and it sure, is really horrible. Like it's really cringy, <laughs> you know, yeah. like there's a lot, like there's this one site on Instagram called pickup jazz. And like, I, I I like I can do like pretty good impressions of what the people sound oh, like. Oh, no. I'm not gonna do it oh, now. No. You know, but just like playing, they all play the same licks, and they like yeah. all like make these faces like their way into it. And I'm just like, this sucks, you guys. Like, and honestly, I'm like, you guys clearly have a lot of time to make videos. You're clearly not in a studio actually making real music, and you're not on tour on stage with anybody. You know, but the like, but the demand for uniqueness is. That's like an also it's a component of it because they, the, there's also like this layer of like don't pin me in a genre, and, and the whole like labeling them a genre is, is in and of itself. I mean, like you listen to a Louis, there's no track from one Lewis Cole song to the next. It's like some beautiful acapella with yeah. strings, and then it's like some like horror club mix stuff. You know what I mean? Like right. it's just it just goes all it's all over the place. The other thing that I thought was a component that seemed like it was unique to this this idea. Is that that these are the these performers are what a lot of conservatory students are studying because yeah. the level of ex, the level of musicianship that they bring to the table is is just such a high caliber that yeah. that these these are the, these musicians that are in school at, at these prestigious conservatories they see this as like if I can if I can, if I work on my craft I can get to something like that right. um, um, yeah it was wild this was the most snarky. NPR article I think I've ever encountered. Yeah. The, they bring his, up a uh, postmodern jukebox and they, yeah. they say, they say, they say <laughs> can, I, can I read that? Can I read? Yeah, I have yeah, it pulled up here. He says, by my own reckoning, viral jazz describes an aesthetic rather than a set of quantifiable viewer metrics. To that end, I wouldn't apply the term to say the insufferable outflow of Scott Bradley's postmodern jukebox, which has racked up more than 1.8 billion views on YouTube on, this ch- on his channel with some 5.8 million subscribers. The postmodern jukebox formula, in, in the event that you've been fortunate enough to avoid it, features <laughs> blockbuster pop hits dipped in a fondue pot of smarky anachronism. Um, and then it just goes on. Just uh, Bradley, a run-of-the-mill lounge pianist, brings little more than glib pastiche and showy juxtaposition to his franchise. He's cranking out indisputable viral jazz videos, but he's not making viral jazz. Ooh, that's, oof. yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. I know, and, and, so, I, and hey, that again. Here's my new pitchfork. But, <laughs> but that again, that again is not why um, uh, is is excuse me why I would say like the Volpec stuff fits in. It. I think you're right. Not, like none of these people are actually playing jazz. 
Yeah. Right. You, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you're right. Yeah, absolutely. So anyway, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's the article. That's the definition of viral jazz. And, you know, it's, it's going to be interesting to see where, where it goes and who will come from it. But uh, I don't know. I think that there is some stuff lost in translation here. You know, I think I, 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 while I do, again, respect some of this stuff, some of this gets really annoying really quickly to me. And it could just be my age. Um, you know, I have to <laughs> no admit, comment. you know, like, like Lewis Cole, as dope as he is, you know, is it gets annoying to me pretty quickly. <laughs> His voice sounds the same on every song. He's, he can only sing in one style and that to me gets really stale there's like 20 there's like 20 songs on this album however he also does this cool thing called clown core uh, well he's never admitted that it's him have you ever heard about this no i have core? heard about this yeah uh-huh. yeah it's it's like t- it's like two guys dressed like they're in slipknot like playing like crazy stuff in like a porta potty <laughs> <laughs> and like yeah but but so people think it's lewis cole and it's not uh, well. Cool. I, well, he he says it's not, but I think it. But I, I think it is. I think maybe. You know, okay. But he's he's wearing a he's wearing a clown mask the whole time, so not trying to diss him because he. Everybody is just very, go out and Google clowncore tonight, please. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not trying to diss him or any of again any of the artists, but I just you know after a while I'll I'll want to put on some culture. You're gonna want to do something. that with safe search on. Yeah, that's, that was my point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 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 but I'm 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 with you, Greg. I, you know, it's hard to like put all of these people in the same boat, but I, I definitely understand the feelings that you're feeling. If that makes you feel any better, thanks. I, 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 I listened I, to the new Lewis Cole six times. I I, I don't know what this. Makes <laughs> really like board. Yeah, he's a drama. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you do. I, but it's, to me, it just gets like uh, it gets it, it's it's a little video <clears throat> gamey, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Some of the songs are total bangers though, and I, I'm pretty sure he'll he'll do well with it. But again, it's like the, the, the inability to sort of um, decide on which genre you're going to play. It makes it tough to tour. Like uh, unless you're like really consistently bringing like hundreds and hundreds of people into each club you play. I think, which the JD, might, I think the JD Beck and Dami would be an exception to that. I think they're pretty consistent in their. Well, in, we in, might be able to look that up, because, but I don't know. I, it's, I'm sure that they do well in certain cities, but like when they get out to, Oh, like whether they I mean? can, sell the tickets yeah that's what i'm saying because like because they're not in a genre yeah, that, that's gonna be, where, where, be yeah the, the next generation will be the ones buying them so we'll, we'll have to wait and see yeah but so i guess if the, if the youtube views are any indication it looks like there's demand someplace well yeah except those you they don't translate to ticket sales often you know what I mean? not all the time yeah they don't necessarily translate to ticket sales and like live music is hurting pretty bad which is another article we could get into later on vulture but I think that again, like this, you know, people are people have been at home for two years, racking up YouTube views, and not paying money to go to shows. So we'll see, you know. But I do hope that, like, I, I want these, like, you know, aspiring, like, energy-filled young musicians to do well. But I also think that there's, like, the, you know, well, in the case of those which are mentioned in there, um, that's that's one that, yeah, I, that's one that. Um, that Anderson Pack, he he grabbed them, put them on his label. Yeah. They, they did their thing, and he said it's not good enough yet. They, mm-hmm. they they did more stuff, and and then then they had conversations about. Then Herbie Hancock came in, and then yeah, and then Kurt uh, Rosenwinkel came in. Actually, he's yeah. on both their albums. 
Right. Um, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I honestly, I'm maintaining positivity. I think towards this one, it feels good to me. It's <laughs> no, and it does. It does feel good. I'm glad that it. I'm glad it exists. I just want it least, to. Be, yeah. I, I'd like to see it get a little more honed. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or see it translate to live ticket sales. It sounds like. Yeah. 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 Cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's something to keep an eye on. Well, all right, boys. We've had a lot of fun so far, mm. but the fun is just beginning. It's only just begun. <laughs> After this song, <laughs> my pick of the week is uh, it, it's it's a it's a cool song. I, I it was recommended to me in Spotify and somewhere else it came up too, and then I saw this guy's name everywhere. Bill Bill Callahan. You guys. Have heard of him? I, have, I know that name for some reason. Name does sound familiar. Okay. I was not familiar at all. He has a brand new album out, um, and it is really good. It's not something I typically gravitate towards, but this is really cool. This is a song off there called Natural Information. About this guy, the more kind of fascinated I became. He's he's like sixty something. Fifty six. Fifty six. Yeah. yeah. He's born in Silver Spring, Maryland. Yeah. Right down the road. No still, still lives there. Yeah. 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 Really cool voice, kind of like Nick Drake a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. And uh, and very just says what's on his mind, and it's it's just it was just kind of a breath of fresh air to like listen to this as opposed to most of the other stuff we listen to mm-hmm. normally. And the vocals are so out front. Oh yeah. 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 So, guys, it's been a minute. It's been a minute. But mm-hmm. I'm going to bring back a game that we haven't played for a while. And the reason I haven't played it in a while is because the last time I think the reaction was very sour from one side of the fence. I, Nick, I think the last time that we played this game, you, you came, you walked away. I brought away. sour to the table? I apologize. I, I think you did because <laughs> I think you got your butt handed to you. Well, that's, time, that's that, I'm not going to promise that's not going to happen again, but I, I, I'll try not to be sour about it. <laughs> well, I wanted to keep things a little bit more even. So what we're going to do tonight, guys, is play a little bit of Tag the Track. Tag the Track, oh. baby. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Tag the Track. Uh. Tag the Track. That's right. Uh. Tag the Track. What? Tag the Track. 
Come on. <laughs> Tag the track. Tag the track. What's that track? What's that track? <laughs> What's you that all track? remember. Heck you yeah. all remember this game, Tag the Track. Yep. Everyone remembers, but I, you know, just in case this is your first podcast that you've heard from us, uh, Tag the Track is the classic game where I play a little bit of a song, like the uh-huh. very snippet, the very intro of a song, uh-huh. and you guys have to guess it. I'm so bad at this. It's mm. yeah, but See, here's the thing. I love it, though. Ne- last time, Nick, you got your butt handed to you, so I decided to weight things a little bit more in your favor this time. Oh, that's I, thank you, but also... Well, Please don't raise expectations. <laughs> what we're playing tonight is Tag the Track uh-huh. Drum Intro okay. Edition. Okay. This is awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. I, so oh. all of these songs have a classic, identifiable drum intro. Oh, boy. This will be and embarrassing. Yeah. And if I do my job right, you're only going to hear the drum intro, and you're going to tell me what song it is. Okay. And you get one point for a song, correct song. You get a bonus point if you get the artist right, too. So there's potentially two points per round. I'm in the past we've done the thing where you had to guess it in two seconds or one second. That's out the window for this one because okay. I'm just I, I just have to play just the drum part before the music the rest before the real musicians come in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's what we're going to be trying to do. So okay. we're, we're going to have we're going to have one that you all should know. You all should know all of these songs. None of these are. Oh, God. Are weird. These are all in, in, in your warehouse, in your wheelhouse. But uh, we're going to do one, a, fr- a free for all, <laughs> just to see, just to make sure that the volume levels are good and you all can hear everything okay. All right. This is, this is just a bonus here. Okay. Here we go. Uh, that is Rick Astley. It is. Yeah. There you go. Kinda never going to give you up. That is, that is a two dinger there for Nick Klein. All right. Had this been the first round, you would have gotten two points. But are we still trading back and forth, or what, what's the? Oh, we're just going to do five rounds, and you both get you both get a song for each round. Got it. Okay. So cool. Yep. Perfect. Yep. Uh, we're gonna flip a we're gonna flip a a thing here. Okay. We'll flip the old uh, Blistec Blip Medics. Uh-huh. Nick, call it in the air. We got heads and we got tails. Ready, okay. Nick, and go. T- tails. It is heads. All right. Greg, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure, why not? All right. Uh, we'll start easy here. We're going to go 90s. All right, Greg. Here we go. Foo Fighters, I'll stick around. Look at that. Nice. See how easy this is? Beautiful. Nick, would you have gotten that one? Nope. Well, we don't know that. Well, I guess we know that. But maybe no, we don't I, know I'm admitting it. I, there's no reason for me to say that. I, if I knew it, I would have admitted. I would have bragged about that. No, I, I wouldn't have gotten that one. All right, Nick. This one's for you. Let's do it. You get one. I'm gonna get literally give you one snare hit for this one. Ready? Ants marching. Dave Matthews Band. Can I hear? Is I that actually, your final guess? I didn't even hear it. No. No. That, I hit back. Never mind. Forget about that one. We're, we'll scratch that. Ready? Oh, yes. Here it comes. I'm going to say Ants Marching, Dave Matthews. <laughs> Very, <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> Very nice. Very <laughs> nice. One snare. Greg, would you have gotten that one? Uh, maybe. <clears throat> That's a pretty identifiable snare hit. It is. All right. Yep, we're it's all so, identifi- up. See? so identifiable that you could just tell, say how many there were, and he knew what it was. That's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> true. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, Greg. Uh, would you like? Would you like to stick in the '90s? 
or would you like to uh, head back to the 70s? Would you, are we going to listen to that one that you just accidentally played? No. No, we're going to scratch that one. All right. I, I, you know what? I'll stick, to, I'll, I'll stick to 90s. I'll stick stick to, 90s. to 90s. Yeah. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a good choice. Here we go. Okay. That's uh, Weezer. Um, the world has turned and left me here. Very well done. Very well done. Of course. Well done. Is, yes, that was good. This now, is, was that, this is, are these this two is, points for name and artist? Is that what it was? That's right. Yep. Okay. Let's see. Uh, Nick, would you, like to, would you like to stick in the 90s or you just want a wild, wild card? I'll take a wild card, Jay. Wild card? Okay. Yeah. This one's for you, Nick. Okay. Oh, man, that Tom sounded like Neil Peart. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't think I know this one, though. Can Would I you like to again? hear it again? Please. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, um, uh... Remember, you get two points here. So I'll, I'll say Rush, and I'll say... But see, I don't know but that that one is that do other musicians come in on that one? Oh man. Um I'm gonna say rush. I'll say the rhythm method, but I don't think that's what it is. Oh it is digital man. Okay. I feel good that I knew the Tom was was his, so I, I You okay. did. I'm you okay did. With you identified the Tom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's excellent. Very nice. All right. Greg, we're going to stick with the 90s. You seem to be doing well there. Yeah. This is going to be a quick one. Ready? Yeah. Hmm, I don't know if I know this one. I'll, I'll play that for you again. Yeah. I don't think I know this one. It's 90s? Mm-hmm. It is a band that you like? Really? Is it failure? It is not failure. <laughs> Nick, any guesses? Do you want to play it one more time? I will play it one more time. Greg, if you think of it, you can. Yeah. Nope. It's not a hit. It is 2 by 4 by Metallica. Ah. That face, you love Metallica. I never, that's on load, dude. <laughs> it's my favorite Metallica album. Is it? <laughs> wow, that explains a lot. <laughs> it's been a while since I played it, but uh, yeah, I used to love that album. No, I, 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 I can say I never got into that album. Really? Yeah, never. It's really well, produced. I tried. It sounds good. I tried, like, because yeah, that was the first one that they put out after I'd become a fan. You know, like. Right, right, right. And then you realized and, uh, you had to go back. <laughs> yeah, no, but by then, I, but I'd already been burned out by it. Like, anyway, yeah. I don't know, I don't know the stuff on load or reload, <clears throat> really, or anything after that. <laughs> now, give me anything before right. that. I can, like, play it backwards, you know? All right, you're going to have other opportunities here, Greg. Don't, don't get All distraught. Right. Okay. But um, Nick just sprung in the league. This is the second half of uh, round three. Okay. Nick, it's your turn. Um, we're going to go with a, a band from, from the early 2000s. Okay. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Oh, sh- Oh, that's a perfect circle. 
That is, mm, mm. he actually says a perfect circle in that song, Maynard does. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh man, I can't think of the name of the song. All right, well you got the, the name. you got the band. You the got name. the band, and Greg can steal. What's, uh, the, what's the name gonna, of the song? I, I, it, hollow. It is the Hollow. The correct. Hollow. Thank you, Greg. You guys work together. Uh, Greg stole the point back there. That's fine. All right. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. What is, what is your tally right now? What are, what are, where do we sit? So uh, right now I have Greg at five. Uh huh. And Nick, you have four. That's what I got two. Good. All right. Entering round four. We have two more rounds to go, guys. All right. We having fun? Oh, yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. All right. Excellent. All right. Uh, Greg, I'm going to give you another 90s band. Okay. No, I'm going to give you an 80s band. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can get this one, though. Here we go. Ready? Mm. I let the intro slip, just like I did the last yeah. one, so... It's fair. I still don't I think, really have. The, I think Nick has it. Yeah. I can sing it. <laughs> I don't know what points that's worth. Would you like to hear it again? Yeah. I don't think I know this one. Classic drum intro. <sighs> I don't got it. I don't know it. Nothing. Yeah. Nick Klein. Chance to steal. Oh, I still don't know it. <laughs> I mean, you're you're on the right track. I know the Just song. Give me something. It, give uh, me the band or something. Okay, okay. God, this isn't Genesis, is it? Or is it Phil Collins? Duh. <laughs> I'm gonna have to ask for an answer here. Uh. Something of the that's that's the name of the song. Whatever that word, whatever <laughs> words that go there are. You're, you're, you're correct about that, yes. And I'm gonna say um, um, material. <laughs> Shit. Shit. Oh man, is it Genesis? It is Genesis. Oof, you okay. got the band. All right. Uh, she seems to have an. I don't, I don't All right, know. we can't do it now. <laughs> An invisible touch. Come invisible on. Invisible touch. Thank you. Jeez. I don't know this song. Rush and Genesis. What more do you want from me? I, I'm getting, you're the one who gets frustrated, man. Don't, I'm not bringing any sour to this. I'm having a great time. I, I, it, it, it's all great. And it's great that we're not, yeah, this is good. This is good. <laughs> all right. Um, I should have guessed Greg Collins. Yeah. That was Greg's. Um, Nick, you could pull into the to the lead here. Let's see what happens. This is a classic. We're going to go with the 80s again. Ready? Okay. Do it. Ah. Rosanna by Toto. Woo! Oh, that is a double ding, baby. Right. That one I would have known. <laughs> All right, entering round five right now. Nick has just pulled in the lead by one point. I got seven, right? Oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. You do. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, okay. great. All right. What decade would you like? Just play one for me. Just play? Okay. Yeah. We're going to go... Ask. Okay, that's Deftones, My Own Summer. Shove it. Shove it. Yeah. <laughs> Very nice. He got it on he got it on this, folks. Very nice. 
You could have got. You could have probably just played the kick drum. Just the. Yeah, yeah, just the. I probably would have got it. <laughs> That's a great one. All right, so <clears throat> right now we're tied up. Yep. Nick, if you get any points from this, buddy, that might be it. Okay. We're gonna have to do this. one more. But. So, what do I give you? What do I give you? I don't know. How are you feeling? I'm feeling generous. Greg's gonna take this. Uh, we're gonna go here. We're <laughs> gonna go here. You ready? Yes, sir. Oh, I know you're gonna need an answer here, but I'm gonna need to think about this. Take your can time. You, can you do that again? Of course. Can don't play any chords though. I, I will try my best. Greg, you got this though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, is this Pearl Jam? It is Pearl Jam. Okay. Oh man, that's off. It's off versus. Oh. <laughs> um, You're right. This is just icing on the cake now. You're just rubbing it in. No, no, I'm, I'm good because I'm probably not going to get the song name. Because I mean, it's a, it's a deep cut off the second side. Yeah, yeah, I know. I keep going through like it's not dissident, and it's not daughter, it's not. But if but if you don't get this, then Greg, I think knows. Yeah, well, how long does he, he have? Because I'm sitting, I'm sitting on it. What's the track, yeah. Greg? What's the song name? Glorified G. It's on the first side. Glorified G. <laughs> <laughs> I should get an extra point for that. Well played. You should. <laughs> no, Unfortunately. no, I named the album. It's all good. <laughs> all right, guys. No, Jay, well, we have Jay, somehow. No, Jay said the. Uh, said I said it was the, on the second side. side. <clears throat> he corrected me. Ah, got it. And I yeah, stand yeah. corrected on that point. All yeah. right, guys. Well, we have to. We of course we have to have a tiebreaker now. I suppose so. I think this one is interesting enough. That I might want to do a ring in, if mm -hmm. you got it. Okay. Is that cool with everybody? Yep. Just as a tiebreaker, if you get either the song or the band, I think I'm going to give it to you. Because you both know you both know it, but okay, it's, it it's going to be a, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Are you ready? Yes. Oh, King Crimson in Court of the Crimson King. There you go, buddy. Wow. Well done. Well done. Finished it strong. Well done. Wow. I feel man. good about that. I feel very good yeah. about that. That that was a that was a good pull, Greg. Well done. Was it the tone of the drums? The pacing. It's like too too pacing. You know the little the little like, lag there? Yeah. I mean like it, it, that's such a weird drum fill. <laughs> Like it's mm -hmm. so right? awkward. Yeah, you know? check it out. It's before, Here it's before is. they got the real the real drummers, you know. <laughs> Here it is. It's almost like a Ringo <laughs> fill. Yeah, I mean, yep. I don't know. It's, it it could have been also the fact that you kind of like as, as soon as I hear the first chord, that's when, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I've got my my aim is. Like locked in, <laughs> locked like, in, you know, no doubt. You know. Yeah. All right, Nick. So this you, is you a fun one. Just Nick, this is a fun one just for you. Okay. Uh, I don't know that. That, that also sounded like Rush. Nah. Well. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't know. This is by Tor and the Snow Dog. Oh, it is Rush. Oh, okay. it, it okay. is Rush. It is Rush. Damn. Okay. All right. Sorry, I thought it was Rush. My bad. Nevertheless, folks. Greg has somehow pulled out. That's beautiful. That was a good. That was a good match. From the, I felt good about that. The jaws of defeat. Defeat. That was excellent. Man, it's the twelve-two. Like twelve-two. Those are tough. 
those ones are tough when when I get crushed. So yeah, ten eight. I feel good about that. Feel oh, good. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah. Which it's you got a lot. Well played. A lot of this. everyone. Everyone was on the score sheet this week. It was yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Thank you guys. Tag yeah, the track. That's how okay. it's done. Fantastic. Woo. Get it. Mm. Mm. I should have just given you that. Here we go. Tag the track. Yeah, exactly. Tag the track. <laughs> it's funny though because I, I mean it. I, I I can't remember the last time I won a game. I've actually had like a losing streak. So. Oh, all right. You got I, it, man. I, I think so. I think so. Back anyway. in the game, baby. Back in the game. Back, yeah, back at it. All right. Well, thank you, boys. Good times. <laughs> All right, time Greg, indeed. why don't you tell the fine folks how to get in touch with us, please? That's your uh, that's your parting gift. This is true. Yeah. <laughs> um, find us online at youshouldcheckitout.com. Send us an email, podcast at gmail.com. Find us on social media, on Facebook and Instagram. Our Twitter handle is at shouldcheck. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever podcasts are heard. Leave us a review, and as always, tell a friend you should check it out. Absolutely. And yeah. I should also mention that um, the source for much of those songs for tonight's game came from the excellent Spotify playlist, Songs That Start With a Drum Fill, by Mr. <laughs> Bob, Rob Kovacs. Thanks, Rob. It's, uh, Thanks, 650 Rob. songs long, just in Holy case you're ever crap. looking for songs that oh, start with wow. a drum fill. That's wow. the one. There you go. <laughs> yep. Mm. All right. Well, thank you, boys. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks, Jay. See you back here next week. Thanks, Nick. Thank you. All righty. Yep. All righty. Peace. Peace.